Hello, and thank you for connecting with us here at Oasis Online. If this ministry is an encouragement to you, I would love to hear from you. Would you send me an email at pastor at obclv.org? I hope you enjoy the service today and that God would speak directly to your heart. Amen, and you may be seated. Thank you again for being here this morning, being a part of our service here at Oasis. We are continuing a series, Don't Duck Your Destiny. And we started that last week with our Back to Church Sunday, and we had a camouflage day, and we had fun with that. And we're going to continue that today, talking about destiny and talking about um, those things with purpose and, and why we're here. And, and again, so many times throughout our lives, and, and again, I can only really speak for myself, I can't exactly speak for you, but so many times that I just, I almost run and I kind of hide from areas where I, maybe I know I'm supposed to go or things that I know I'm supposed to do, but it's maybe more difficult than I want or it's whatever. And so we kind of shy away from those types of things. And, and so the purpose there behind this series, Don't Duck Your Destiny, one to kind of really tackle and look at, at what your destiny and your purpose is. But um, at the same time, you know, as we think through these things, are we running from those things? And so many times we do that. And um, this morning we're going to, be a, in a number of different passages of scripture, and um, I want to start by asking this, and we'll kind of have a little bit of fun with this at the beginning here. But have you ever sat and watched a hamster on a hamster wheel? Anybody ever done that? I don't know how many of you would actually just sit and watch that, but if you do, that's fine. They just run and run and run and run and run, and I guess if that's an energy thing or if that's an exercise thing or whatever that is, I I don't know inside the mind of a hamster what what they get out of that, but have you ever ran on a treadmill? You ever feel like the same thing? I hate the treadmill. I hate it with a passion. If I want to run, I want to go somewhere. Or be in some form of competition. Like, I'm, there's a reason that I'm doing this. And I get there's a reason. It's healthy. It's all of these other things. But I'm staring at the same spot on the wall for the last 20, 30, 40 minutes, however long that you run on a treadmill. I just hate a treadmill. But uh, nonetheless, have you ever felt like that's kind of where you are in life? You just run and run and run and there's really no destination. It's just like we oftentimes go through those different phases. And sometimes it's a phase of life. Sometimes it's just it's maybe that's a six months, a year, a two, three, four years, whatever that would be. But sometimes those are longer. But as we go through this series and we talk about a number of these different things, last week we talked about how our destiny, our lives were created with a purpose and with a destiny. We were created, we talked in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10, we were created as a masterpiece. We were created special. As you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, we talked about how we are known in Jesus, or God gives you a name that's specific just that you and Him, or He and you guys would know that just you yourself. We were created to have dominion and to to oversee and to have authority over the earth. Also to worship and to bring honor and glory to God. We use this definition, it'll be up on the screen, but we use this definition. Destiny is your customized life calling which God has equipped and ordained you in order to bring Him the greatest glory for the maximum expansion of His kingdom. And I love the thought there that your destiny or the destiny for each of us is a customized life calling. 
Each of us in this room has a customized life calling. God has created you specific, customized, specially packaged, your own little box, your own little wrapping, all of those special things just for each and every one of us. And your purpose and your call is different than my purpose and my call, but ultimately the goal of that is to bring glory to God for the maximum expansion of His kingdom. And to live and not fulfill that destiny leaves us empty. It leaves us stagnant. It leaves us just kind of, we get to that place where you're running on the treadmill and you're feeling like, I'm just not going anywhere. And oftentimes when we live our lives and, and those are the things that are going through, it's, it's just that, we become stagnant. I don't know what you think of when you think of the word stagnant, but I'm from Ohio. And in Ohio, we would have swamp lands and swamp areas, or if it would rain, the water would just sit for days and days and days and days, unlike here where it rains and it's gone in a matter of minutes, seconds, if it even makes it to the ground. But in Ohio, it just sits. And what happens around stagnant water? Mosquitoes, smells, all kinds of just, ugh. But when I think of just, when I think of that word stagnant, I oftentimes go back to my time as a, in Ohio or different places, maybe where you've been, where you, you just, you, you, water that just sits. I'll never forget, I was on a construction site, and it had rained, and it was it just inside of this garage, or this, yeah, it was in a garage, kind of down, and it, it just flooded, and we would go to work and like you just didn't go to that section of the housing area. It was a development and all, all kind of apartments and things. But you didn't go to that area. Because in the garage was just this infestation of mosquitoes. It was, you, you just heard them. It was disgusting. It was stagnant. It just sad. It was ugh. And so oftentimes when we, when we go through this, we, we oftentimes live our life and we're just kind of running that, that treadmill, so to speak, and we're... We're, we're going and we're going and we're going, but we're not really going anywhere. And I think so many times in our lives we often live that way, or maybe, again, I'm, I'm speaking more of myself, but, but we, we, we get to a place sometimes and we don't really know where you're going. Maybe you would describe your life like this. You wake up every morning. You get out of bed. I don't know what you do right when you get out of bed, but you get out of bed. Maybe you jump in the shower or you put on your clothes or you go brush your teeth or, or you do what you do with your morning routine. You go grab some coffee, you go grab some breakfast and, and you get yourself ready. You get in the car, you then go to, you take the same exact route that's to your, your destination of work. And then you get to work, you work with the same exact people and you do the same exact pretty typical job. And, and your routine of every single day is pretty much the same. You go through your 8, 10, 12 hours, whatever your work day is, and then you get in the car and you take the same route all the way back home, and you get home and you sit on the couch or you make dinner or you do your thing to put the kids to bed or to get yourself to bed, and then you wake up and you do the same thing over and over and over again. In our lives so many times, and there's nothing wrong with the routine, but so many times we do that. Let me ask you this. What if you were to wake up every morning and you were to know and you were to understand your destiny, your purpose, and you woke up every day and there was a specific goal in mind that I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to get myself ready 
the way in which you live and the way in which you go about your duty and your job or your day is completely different when you know there's a purpose and a destiny behind why you're doing it. If you go to work every single day and you go, well, I, I have to do this because I have to pay my bills. I have to do this because I'm a man and that's just what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go get a job and my wife is uh, maybe... Your wife stays home, or maybe your wife goes, whatever it is, but you have to do this. That's just what we're supposed to do. I work. And you work, and you make a living, but you make no form of life. Because it's just every day the same routine, the same routine, the same routine, and the same routine. What is incredible to me about this idea or this thought of destiny in this particular thing here, the, the, the definition, I couldn't think of the name there, this definition is that each of us have a customized life call, that God equips you and ordains you to bring Him the greatest glory for the maximum expansion of His kingdom. What if your customized life call is going to your office tomorrow and living out the Christian life and the gospel life through you and what you're doing, and that was your call? And when you woke up in the morning, you thought and you had in your, your mind that I've got to live my life to the greatest that I can live my life and give it to God and do all of those things. And my call is to be an office manager. My call is to be a truck driver. My call is to be a factory worker. My call is to be a school teacher. My call is to be that military worker. Whatever that would be. And that is your call that God has customized you for And when you wake up, the routine may be the same, but the purpose and the end result is completely different if you look at it in light that God has called you to do that. God doesn't just call full-time ministers into the gospel. God calls you in whatever field that you are called to do. I was thinking about this this week. You may produce more than I'll ever produce in your profession if you know and you are there based on God's call on your life and the hand of God is on your life and you're in the middle of God's will and I'm standing here preaching the gospel every single week but I'm outside of the will of God. If you are in the middle of God's will and you are right where He has you, There is nothing that can take anything from that. There will come bad times and there will be good times and there will be all the different things in between. But when we understand the customized call of God for us from God, it's such a, a different thing. Because I look at my job differently. I look at my job as a, as a father differently. I look at my job as a husband differently, as a son, as a daughter, as a whatever. I look at that a lot differently when I understand I'm right where God has me in whatever position that God has me in. And so as we go through this thought of destiny and as we look at these things over the next few weeks, we're going to, each and every week is going to take us a little bit deeper into the, the idea of, of destiny and the idea of what our purpose is and why we're here But when we go through these things, let's think of this. I'm going to give you another statement here. God's power is tied to God's purpose. 
It is not tied to what you want your purpose to be or think it ought to be. Walk in His purpose and you will have His power. Walk in your own and you won't. Inside of His will and the power that He has, you will work at your office a little bit differently in the power of God. That, to me, is just an incredible thought. Because your life can be so fulfilled and so complete regardless of what you do and regardless of the circumstances that you are in if you live and walk in the power of God. And so as we go through this, these next couple points over the next few minutes, I want us to think about three things and then I'm going I'm to wrap up this morning giving you a few things to think about that really take you home and that you can come back with in the next few minutes or the next week to come. But the first point this morning is just this, being complete. One of the things we, we brought out last week was that God was the creator and we are the created. We weren't the ones who designed us. So God being the creator took the time for every person here to specifically be created with a specific plan and with a specific purpose. With that even in mind, I was thinking about this, and one of the things I read this, this week was that if I was created specific in the, and God knit me in my mother's womb, and that was my specific creation, I was, there was a purpose in that. Have you ever heard anybody say anything about an illegitimate child? Is there really an illegitimate child if God created each and every child with an absolute perfect plan for that child's life? Now you may have illegitimate parents and there may be illegitimate relationships and horrible situations in that regard. But each child has a specific perfect purpose and was knit in his or her mother's womb. There is no such thing as an illegitimate child. But as we continue to go through this, the Creator, and I know we don't like this, but the one that created us is the only one really that can tell us what we are to do. Now, we don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know about you, but I don't like being told what to do. I'm not, I try to be good at, at taking orders and doing the right thing if somebody's asked of me or whatever, but I don't necessarily like to be told what to do. Most people don't. But as we look at that idea of being complete, if you are the designer and you create something, do you go around and say, hey, I, I've created this thing and look at this. Why don't you tell me what this is supposed to do? You spent hours and hours and months and years and whatever it is. You don't come to somebody and say, hey, tell me what I'm supposed to do with this. No, you, the creator, gets to say, hey, this is, what, look what I did. I created this, and this is the purpose, and this is the task of this water bottle. God has that same thing for each one of us. God has the right to tell us, so to speak, what we get to do. And so when we look at that definition that, that we are the created, he has called us for a specific purpose, my problem is, I like to 
make my own rules, and I like to set my own path, and I like to kind of say, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I really don't care so much. When things are good, I'll worship God, and I'll allow God to take the glory a little bit there. But outside of that, and we, we go so many times in our lives where, where we do that, God has the opportunity with each of us. Sometimes people can't find their destiny and their calling because they are trying to tell themselves why they have been called. They are trying to self-define their own call. Keep in mind that a calling always assumes a caller. If your phone is ringing, somebody else is calling you. When it comes to purpose, when it comes to destiny, God created each of us in that same exact idea. At the heart of destiny is serving the purposes of God. And I stated this last week, if we disconnect from God, we disconnect from our destiny. When we complete or we try to complete it ourselves, we, try to, we tend to run into issues. If we look at this, if, and I'm, I'm going to kind of bounce around at a couple different passages of Scripture this morning, and I know oftentimes I try to stay in, in one passage, but if we go to Esther chapter number 4, in Esther chapter number 4, we see a passage of Scripture where most of, some of you may know the story of Esther, and basically Esther was a, a beautiful woman, and because of her beauty, she was chosen to be married to the king as her bride, and, and yet once she got there, once she got to that place, the children of, of Israel, the Jewish culture, was, was about to be taken over, and Esther had an opportunity to do something about it, and if we look at this, it says in verse four, or chapter 4, verse 13, then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. In verse 14 it says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And as we go through this, I'm going to just kind of speak this in, in you and I's terms here this morning, but... Mordecai came and Esther basically was asked this question. Your move to the king's palace wasn't just for you to be in comfort, but your move to the king's palace, the beauty that you were created with, the things that God has given to you, were so that you could fulfill God's ultimate purpose and do something more than just being a pretty girl. In kind of a layman's terms, really, really generic there. Esther wasn't created just to be pretty, to marry the king, to go sit in the house and be like, ah, I got it made. She was put in that position to then do something about it. The same as each and every one of us. When we look at the idea of destiny, when we look at the idea of being complete, we look at the idea here, let's think of this as a, as a puzzle. How many of you like puzzles? Anybody like puzzles? I'm not a huge puzzle guy, but I kind of like some puzzles. Have you ever bought a puzzle? And been like 10 pieces short? 
If you have kids, you've tried to clean up their puzzles, and then half of the puzzle is who knows where, and you're trying to put it all together because we try to put it together nice and neat, and we try to put it away, and then all of a sudden we have like half of a puzzle. If we look at our lives and we look at this idea of being complete, each and every one of us fits one of the pieces of the puzzles to the plan that God has given to each of us. You are a piece of the plan. God created you as one of those pieces. Now, you may not think your piece is whatever you, it should be, or you may wish it was this, or it may be this or that. We can all sometimes think, man, I wish I had this. I always wished I was a little bit taller. I wished I was just a little bit bigger. But it doesn't do me no good to sit and dream about being bigger and being taller. I always wished there was certain things about me that could be changed. The reality is, God created me to be just who I am. And so inside of this life, inside of this purpose, inside of this plan, inside of this, this puzzle that we have, each and every one of us are a piece of that puzzle. And you were created with a purpose, with a plan. And you're a piece of that puzzle. And we could live our lives, maybe even as Esther, she may have thought there, you know what? I'm going to sit pretty up here. And I can sit and whatever happens down here happens down here. But I, I'm going to be okay. Because my life is okay. But what the purpose and plan for Esther to be put into the position that Esther was put into the position of was to do something different. Was to set something else apart. And each and every one of us, regardless of how you look at yourself, regardless of the the piece of the puzzle that might be, regardless of any of those things, it's incomplete if we don't do what we are supposed to do. My life is incomplete if I don't live through what God has called me to live through. And if my life is incomplete, then it affects every other piece of that all the way around. And it's just like buying a puzzle. And inside of the puzzle, you're missing half the pieces. Inside of this church, if you live and function as God has called you to live and function, each specific area of the church is taken care of. When we don't, it's incomplete. The next point is this, is his intention. Have you ever seen, have you ever went to an art show and you see these pieces of art where it literally is just all kinds of junk that was just pieced together and you thought to yourself, how in the world did anybody come up with that? Art is incredible. But when you look at it and you literally, it's like, 
pieces of a car and it's just junk from over here and it's junk from over there and it's just all this mess and then all of a sudden you see this incredible creation. You're like, how did anybody, one, how did you think of that? Like when you see all these pieces, how do you get to that? But the creator, the the artist had something in mind. There was an intention in mind with that. And I think so many times, there's times in each of our lives, there's times of, of all of us where we, we look at ourselves, even in that, the, the last piece of that, the puzzle, and we think, man, well, well, my puzzle piece, the piece that I am is bent on the, on the outside and it's cracked and it's all kind of broken, but, but without that, the puzzle isn't complete. And the same idea with our intention. I may not think too highly of myself, but God has created me to be something. You may wake up and you might think, man, my only purpose and my only job is I've got to make a living for my family. Well, that is true. We are called to create or to make a, a, a living for our family and to provide for our families. But the reality is there's so much more than that. My intention, God created me with the intention not just to make money so that we could have a home and provide things. God's intention for me was so much deeper than just to create or make a living. Just like the artist may look at all the piece that we would look at and go, that is just junk, throw it away. He looks at that and he says, I see that piece fitting right here, and it pulls it all together. I see that little piece of iron, or I see that piece of sheet metal, or I see that piece of whatever, and I I see how it kind of completes that whole picture. There's an intention specifically behind it. Isaiah 49.1 says, The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. God's called each and every one of us from the beginning. You're not just a a mistake. You're not just an illegitimate anything. He called you. He created you from the bowels of your mother. He made mention of you. And as we look at this idea of destiny, as we look at this idea of purpose... How we look at the sovereignty of God affects so much of my view. If you don't believe that you were created with a purpose, if you don't believe that God created you in every little area of your life and everything that's taken place within your life hasn't been in some way, shape, or form molded by God, then it makes such a difference on how I look at my future, how I look at my destiny, how I look at my purpose. And again, I'm not stating that God's sovereignty means that everything He does. But again, we've got to keep in mind, and, and the picture throughout Scripture is, um, let me, I'll just read the statement. Keep in mind that believing in God's sovereignty does not mean you believe He causes everything in your life. Rather, it means that God either caused it or allows it in our lives. And we can look at the story of Job, and we're not going to do that this morning, but you can look at the story of Job where God just said, hey, you can do anything you want, just don't kill him. He allowed those things. He didn't cause it, but he allowed it to take place. 
Isaiah 45, 22, it says, Look unto me, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. When God says that there is no other, He is affirming that He is in charge. When God makes those kinds of statements, I am, or at the beginning, I created all of these things, He is the one that's in charge. He is the God of the universe. So when we look at this idea of His intention, we understand and we can look at complete and we can look at the puzzles and in each one of our lives as we, as we go down through each of our lives, we've been created with the purpose. We have a, 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 in that we are a part of the complete picture. He also has an intention with each and every one of us. Many people who have been bought with the blood of Christ and live in God's house nonetheless want God to adjust to them. How many people, have you ever had somebody in your house? And then they kind of come in and they want to take over and tell you how you should decorate or how you should have done this or what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Or, man, if you did this to your home, it would be so great. And you're thinking, well, it's not your home. I don't go to your house and tell you how to create your things and how to do your stuff at your home. Hey, just come in and enjoy the house. I've invited you. Here's some dinner. Well, it's kind of the same thing. God's invited us. We are a part of the family of God. And in that and with that... I don't get to go and tell him what to do. He has an intention. He has a specific purpose. He has a specific plan. Here's my problem. I'm not patient. I'm not patient enough sometimes to to follow the plan out. I'm not patient enough sometimes to, to really take a hold of all that God has in store for me. And so I like to take it in on myself. Well, God, you didn't know and you didn't provide for this, so I'm going to step in and I'm going to start doing this. Well, God, you didn't allow this to take place, so I'm going to step in and I'm going to do that on my own. And we do all those things, yet his intentions aren't being fulfilled. And the last point this morning is this. It's kind of a question. Why destiny? Why are we even talking about this? And you might think, well, why? We should have done this last week at the beginning. But as we look at this idea this morning, in Psalms chapter 33 and verse number 11, should be on the, the counsel of the Lord standeth for all or forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. The idea there, the, the, the scripture, if you were to study, and even some of your versions of the Bible may even make this mention, but the thoughts of his heart or the plan of his heart is what some say or what the study says. So when we read that, and the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. God has a plan for each one. And it's not just for you, it's for all generations. In Jeremiah 29 and verse number 11, it says the same thing. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, or I know the plans that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an an expected end. As we look at that idea, as we look at those things, let me ask you a couple questions. I'm going to go through six brief points that I want you to think about. And maybe you can write them down. Maybe it's just in the back of your head. And these are very short and to the point here. But 
as we go through these things, these are things that each and every one of us live with every single day. These are things that, that you will go through tomorrow. You will, maybe you ask these questions of yourself. Maybe you do a yearly kind of audit for yourself and you set yourself goals or whatever. But as we go through this, think about these things and what it means to destiny in you. The first one is fulfillment. In John 10.10, at the end of that passage, it says, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I believe with all my heart, God has a desire for each and every person in this room to live a fulfilled life. But when we live outside of our purpose, outside of the purpose that God has given us, that fulfillment becomes a whole lot different. That fulfillment becomes drugs, that fulfillment becomes sex, that fulfillment becomes addictions, that fulfillment becomes partying, that fulfillment becomes work, that fulfillment becomes family, that fulfillment becomes all kinds of things. Though some of them may be good. When I'm fulfilled in this and not in Christ, it's a whole different situation. Those things take on a whole different world of their own. I don't know how many people live artificially. They have an artificial happiness. They have an artificial enthusiasm. They have that, an artificial joy. You are successful when you've carried out your purpose, not when you have carried out someone else's purpose. So much our fulfillment is, if I can become this, then I'm okay. And if this means that I have to act like somebody else, or I have to try to be this, or try to be that, that fulfillment is died. Where is your fulfillment at? Are you fulfilled because of your work? Are you fulfilled because you have a good family? Are you fulfilled because of what fills you? What is it that that, that is? The next point is this, direction. Direction. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 24 through 26 says this, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now... They do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul here is writing in 1 Corinthians that he's running a race with a specific purpose and destination. We read last week in 2 Timothy that he ran... And he spoke of finishing the fight. He spoke of of coming to that end. We don't get to a place and complete the fight that we're in without a proper direction, without the proper destiny. And if you don't know where you're headed, you cannot know the route or the plan to get there. And so many times, I believe, in our Christian lives, we, we accept Christ And then we just kind of go, okay, I'm going to heaven. Now we're good. There's nothing beyond that. And therefore we don't live fulfilled because we don't have the direction. The next thing is stability. So God would want us to be fulfilled. God would want us to have a direction, a destiny. God would want us to be stable in our lives. I believe so many times people live unstable from circumstance to circumstance, from circumstance to circumstance, because of why? 
There's no destiny. There's no direction. Where am I going? If you don't know where you're going, then you make rash decisions on a whim because a circumstance arose and smacked you in the face. And now I have to make this really quick decision. Paul was in the midst of so many different things. Paul was stoned. Paul was imprisoned. But yet Paul said that he came to the end and he finished his fight. He completed what he was called to do. You know, I don't believe Paul, I I don't know about you, I don't go through prison. I don't go through a stoning. I don't go through some of that not having an understanding and a true destination and a true purpose at the end. I stop. I stop. What is it? This isn't even worth it. If I'm just here just because I'm here, my stability is completely different. What about your significance? The next point. What is it that gives you significance? Our culture is assessment of significance may keep you from being who you're supposed to be. Our culture would say that I'm significant if I am on the television or if I'm a sports, an athlete, or if I am this or if I am that. And we have this thing of what significance is and none of which is what God would call us to. So what is it that gives you significance? The next point is identity. Again, I'm going to go back to John 10.10. At the beginning of this, I said that John, or it says, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And here we see in John 10.10, that says, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. I could be wrong in this, but I believe a huge problem in our society today is our identity. People don't understand who we are. We don't, we don't get who we are. Why am I here? Watch the news. We get the, the gender thing is going on with our identity and, and Satan has, has won the identity battle within the culture in which we live. Was I born this way? Was I born that way? Am I this? Am I that? And, and when we are completely lost as who we are in our identity... Satan wins. You can't forget you were bought with a price. If you are in Christ and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your your Savior, you've been bought with a price. 2 Corinthians 5.17, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. Our identity in Christ means something. But when we lose sight of that identity... We lose sight of so much more. The next point and the last point this morning is is the provision. God always provides for what he destines. If you are not experiencing his provision, consider whether you are walking in your destiny. God is not obligated to provide the things you need to reach a destiny of your own making. He is obligated to provide only for the destiny he has designed you to fulfill. We get so mad. God, why would you do this? 
God, how could you allow that? God, I, I, I work hard. Why can't I provide financially? God, why this? Why aren't you providing? Why aren't you providing? Why aren't you providing? And so many times it's because I've decided to do my own thing. Think of Jonah. Who paid for Jonah's ticket on that boat? Jonah did. God didn't provide for Jonah when Jonah decided to run and go the complete opposite direction. Think of even Sarah and Abraham, and oftentimes we talk of this story and and the faith that they had, but prior to that, Sarah and Abraham, Sarah told Abraham to go because she couldn't provide the, the son that Abraham was to have. And Sarah... And Abraham went and had Ishmael. You know, many of the things that we see today in the news and many of the things we see today in the Middle East have to do with Ishmael. It goes all the way back to the beginning. What if Sarah and Abraham would have kept the course from the get-go? Now we can say what if for so many different things, but, but just think of God's provision. God provides when we stick to the course that God has called us to do. God will provide everything you need to do whatever he has called you to do. That's financially, that's emotionally, that's spiritually. What if we kept our eyes for his provision? So as we look at these things, as we go into the the thought of next week, as we get into some other things that will kind of lead right into this next week, but where are you in your destiny? What does your fulfillment look like? What does your direction look like? What does the stability look like? Where do you get your significance? Where is your identity? And how are you? And how is God providing? Next week, we're going to get a little bit deeper into some of the thoughts of, of our our passions and and the vision that God would give to us and how God created us in those areas. But as I wanted to close out this morning, I just thought through those six things are what each of us live by every day. How are you fulfilled? What is the direction of your life? What is, are you stable or unstable? Are Are you happy or not happy? Do you understand your own identity or are you completely lost somewhere in space where you're just going through and you're just, like I stated last week, I can't wait to to get to the next stage of my life. As we wrap up, when it comes to your destiny, do do you know it? Are you living in it? Do you have an idea, an understanding? Where are you? Or are you one that's hunting to, to kind of run away? I'm, I'm, I'm ducking it. I'm running as far as I can because I really don't want to face it. Thank you for worshiping with us here at Oasis Online. If this message was an encouragement to you, would you send me an email and let me know at pastor at obclv.org. Before you go, go check us out at oasisbaptistchurch.org. And if we can be of any help to you or an encouragement to you, please let us know. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.